You're about to enter the Double Dragon Podcast with Shane Greenwood, owner of Double Dragon Gym in the Sutherland Shire, Trent Lawrence, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, and active pro Muay Thai fighter, Hugh O'Donnell. Are you ready? Fight! Fight! Okay, welcome back to Enter the Double Dragon Podcast with Shane, your boy Shane Greenwood. Um, so I'm doing it solo today, and it's only a very short one today as well. Um, so I think we'll call this episode uh, 29.5. Um, why is it a short one? Well, last night a uh, friend of the podcast, Hassan, from Final Round Gym in Hoxton Park, uh, sent me a message saying if I could come down with Luke Thompson, of course. Uh, for Luke to do some sparring with some heavyweights, but he called me down because he said he he could set up a, like a, just a short chat with uh, a promising cruiserweight, or, or I'd say Australia's top cruiserweight at the moment, Joe Opatia, from there, um, who's like got at the moment in his pro uh, pro fight career is like sixteen fights with sixteen wins and a lot of them by a KO and knockout, from that, and he's going for an IBF Intercontinental ch- title um, next month, so. There's a really good chat with him. I've, he's a really great person, and like he's got his head on straight for like someone that's like only 23 years old and really rising up the ranks really quickly from there. And like you know, he's very goal orientated, and um, and he just seems to have be you know a determined kid that like he, he knows what he wants and knows how to get there, and like nothing's going to get in his way after that. So have a good have a listen to the interview today. It only takes 20 minutes. That um, also probably other quick news as well. Like from there, like today, uh, Norifumi Yamamoto or Kid Yamamoto passed away today at 41 years old of cancer. Um, if you didn't know from him, like he was back in the the the, the in the mid mid 2000s, he was probably like one of the pound for pound best fighters on the planet. From there, you know, weighing in about like 140 pounds. From that. Um, he used to like he was like on the when K one used to do MMA shows and also um, Heroes brand from there. It's like he had some really great fights. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, at some point we, we'll talk about him a little bit more and maybe have a, a guest on here that's that's fought him <laughs> fought kid before. Um, and but we'll see how it goes. But like it was just a kind of sad day in respect to like yeah, kid I always uh, always enjoyed all his fights back like watching his fights back in the day and he always kind of emphasized the Bushido spirit the, the warrior <laughs> like the the samurai spirit of that so so you know rest in peace to uh, kid Yamamoto and <clears throat> and like condolences to his family but uh, for now let's get into the interview with Jai Opataya this is the Enter the Double Dragon Podcast. Okay, yeah, back on the mic again for episode 29.5, because I guess it's going to be a short one from then they usually do. So it's me, Shane Greenwood, owner-operator of Double Dragon Sullivan. Um, out at the uh, final round tonight, got an invite from one of our previous guests and friend of the gym, uh, Hassan, from final round. Gave us a good opportunity for me and uh, Luke Thompson to come out of the spa from there. For, and uh, what I've got with me today is uh, Jai 
a pattaya. <laughs> got that right? Yeah, cool. Bro. Um, if you got a look, decorated, uh, <coughs> yeah, decorated, like very decorated amateur career from that one. Uh, one of the youngest uh, Australian uh, boxers did be on the Olympic team as well. Uh, and now he's made a good transition into the pro ranks. So we're looking about like 16, 16 fights, 16 wins. Yes. Is that nice? And he's, he's, going, he's coming up to a title fight in Belgium at the moment for the WBF title. It's gonna, uh, is it an intercontinental title? It's, it's a title. title that's it. it. That's right, it. brother. <laughs> but yeah, but um, thanks for like you know jumping on the for a bit of an interview, there, Joe. Thanks for that's all right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we just talk about like you know how was little Joe? You know, where did he start? Where did he get into into boxing himself? Like you know, what, what, where did you pursue that? Um, so I come from a boxing background of a family. Uh, I'm a fourth generation of my father's and a third of my mum's. So my dad was always in the gym. He was training and. I grew up running around the gym, so it was just something that always come natural to me, you know, like growing up around it, you know, you got rugby league families, you got, you know, families that are carpenters, you know, fathers and sons, and it just gets passed down, so it was just boxing, it was just, you know, I grew up around it, and it was just something I always done. Mm-hmm. So I had my first fight at eight years old, and, uh, you know, that, back when I was young, we weren't allowed to fight amateur boxing till we were 14, Yeah. so I used to fight kickboxing. So until I turned uh, 14, I went back to amateur boxing and mm-hmm. yeah, we just kept going and progressing to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I guess it's not too dissimilar from today, like New South Wales CSA and that, like, you know, not only the fight before you followed 14 years old. I guess that kind of puts us a little bit behind the eight ball, say, the rest of the world from there. But I guess um, you can work your way around it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it was different back in the day. I wasn't allowed to fight, but... Now they've changed the rules, so you're allowed to fight under 14. So hey. it's awesome going on fight nights and seeing all the little kids. You know, it really changes lives. Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. So, like, talking about your first fight and it, like, how did you feel coming up to it from that? And like, you know, how was the experience itself? My first fight at eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I oh, still remember it. I remember <clears throat> driving to the fight night and I was he's nervous, and I remember seeing this big, big kid with a mohawk, eh, this big white kid, and I was thinking. Holy bro, I wonder who's fighting that guy. Eh? <laughs> and then, sure enough, man, this lady comes up and goes, "Oh, Jai, come meet you. You're fighting." And it was that big kid with the mohawk. Man. And I was thinking, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I was shitting myself. Hey, eh? I was getting my hands wrapped. Eight years old, and then yeah, warmed up. Was nervous. And I just went out first round, won the first round. Ended up winning the fight, and it was just. Yeah, it was an awesome feeling. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was good. It's like it's like yeah. Some when you get in those first fights, it just kind of hooks you, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Just like just the adrenaline and like also like you know the victories. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we get you that. <laughs> so, like, so you had a very decorated amateur career from there. It took you like all around the world, didn't it? Like, uh, what was like some of the? Uh, I guess the, you know, if you look back on your amateur career, what's some of your proudest moments? Um, I was very proud representing our country, Australia. You know, overseas. You know, we fight. We fight against some hard European countries that, you know, boxing's their number one sport. So to go over there and win titles over there in their tournaments is a massive achievement, and it feels real good. You know, a lot of hard work goes in behind the scenes. So when it pays off, it pays off, and mm-hmm. it's a great feeling. But um, <clears throat> some of my highlights would have to be like the Olympic Games. You know, fighting on the world's biggest stage as an amateur, and just fighting with Australia on your back. You know. With your last name, you're just representing your family, Commonwealth Games, you know, things like that. It's just 
lifetime experiences that you will never forget. Mm-hmm. Ah, definitely from there. Yeah, and like yeah, you, you actually yeah went into the Olympics as well. Like like I was saying, like uh, one of the, uh, the youngest ever in that one at the time. Yeah. So um, well, which games? That was the 2012. 2012 London. Mm-hmm. I qualified at 16, and then I went over when I was 17. And man, I, uh, being so young over there, I didn't realize what I was actually there. Like, you know, mm. like I was just like a kid, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. <laughs> but now when I think back at it, I was like, fuck, I actually <laughs> went there. You know? Yeah. So probably at the time might have been a good idea, just like say, didn't get let it get into you too much. Yeah, definitely, man. Mm. And I like I, I never was a watched many other sports. So mm. my dad come over in the village, and he was like. Oh, that's so and so. That's so and so. I was like, oh, who are they? You know? <laughs> yeah. He was man. I took him in the village. He was buzzing hard. Mm-hmm. And I was just you know, walking around. It was funny. Oh yeah, nice. Man, let me pull this recording up for there. So like you know, um, when you did your amateur career from there, um, looking back at it again, like would there be anything that you did? You go, oh, maybe I did this a little bit differently than that, or like you know, you carried on to now. Go, that worked pretty well for me. Um, Man, there's always things that I could look back at and wish I could change, you know, but if I was to do that, where it just, you know, really eats you up inside, so it's good mm-hmm. not to dwell on the past too much, just learn from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, definitely, man, like things that I've done that I wish I'd done, you know, that I was doing at the time that I wish I wasn't doing, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely learn when you're young. And, and I was, I'm still young, I'm still 23, but I got, it's good that I got to experience all that stuff at a young age, so I'm learning these things at a young age as well, so. Yeah, I can retire young as well. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like any sport, it's not like you know, you'd be looking at some of these other guys like they're like in the heavyweight you can still get a bit older, but like when you get mid thirties, like oh you're done that one. But you get I still got my rest of my life ahead. Yeah, but you can only do so much in the sport in the short amount of time that you got. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But like yeah, just like I'm saying, like you know, just not so much trying to change so much because like really like where where you are now. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a really yeah. great career. You're going so far, and it's like you're young and still Thanks. going up. Cheers, man. That's all right. Kind of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find so much going from amateurs to pro that you had to do much uh, changing? Like, in terms of, like, because, like, amateurs, you can only do so much with the yeah. and pro's a little bit more open. Um, there definitely was exchanges that we had to make. Um, you know, the pitter-patter and the point scoring was more throw to, for a purpose. Everything's, you know... <clears throat> um, Everything we throw was in bad intentions instead of just scoring those points. But the mindset that I had growing up was always going to happen, so it was just a matter of time. So it wasn't that hard to change over. But mm. you know, it it was a quick exchange. I felt. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Would you say like you know, like you know, defining your styles like that, kind of like you know, pretty powerful, you know, nice balance as well, and like being at the moment. Fight? Yeah. Um, definitely, man. I've, you know, gr- growing up and like even when I was throughout my whole amateur career, I never thought of myself as a, you know, power puncher mm. or like a heavy hitter. And still to now, I don't think it's the power is in heavy hands. It's just the speed and the sharpness that mm. really, you know, rocks people. And the timing um, and accuracy. Exactly. Yeah. The timing and accuracy. The timing's everything. I reckon. Mm. You know, making them come on or something just makes it ten times harder. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. From that one. Yeah, just like you know, just watching Jai tonight. Far from that one with Arthur, that was like, yeah, this is like that's that's mm-hmm. a, something that you'd like even pay for to watch. Yeah. <laughs> that one is like it was really good rounds from there. So, <clears throat> so like um, you seem like you know you've seen some of the younger fellas coming up as well, like that one. Any advice like giving them like when they're just starting off? You know, you've got like you saw Luke and then some of the other boys like just starting their amateur career. Yeah. Like any, any kind of like advice that you can give them. Like to kind of like you know to keep them trucking on. Oh, just keep pushing through, man. Like, 
it's a freaking hard, lonely road, bro. <laughs> it is hard, but um, <clears throat> it all pays off at the end. You know, there's, it's, it's real lonely. It feels like you're by yourself, especially in the ring. You know, you're by yourself, but the victory is all yours, man. You, mm. you deserve the victory, so just keep pushing through. I, f- I reckon that probably just like identifies like combat sports in general. Like, in ge- it's, yeah, it's like, like team sports, you got something around, but like it's really just all on you. I suppose there's, there's always that sort of pressure, even in team sports. You know, footy players and stuff, they put pressure on themselves and stuff like that. But you know, I, I think there is a sort of special sort of thing about that uh, combat sports and. You know the one man in the ring, and you know it's all on you. There's no, there's no bad day. You know you you have a bad, you know you have a bad game in footy, man. You come back next week and you prove everyone. You know you're still a good player. Mm-hmm. You have one bad night in the ring, man. You're knocked out, or you you know you're out cold, and never you don't have loyal fans in the fight game, man. Mm-hmm. You lose to someone and they become their fans. So yeah, it's a hard game, but sometimes you know, it's like unfortunately you only remembered like you know by. What you did last fight? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> no one remembers the fights before that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, any, any, uh, you've been watching any of the young fellas come? Any, any names in particular you reckon might be like doing some good stuff from Australia soon? Um, man, there's a, there's, there's so many kids. Like it's the best thing to see. Eh? Like <clears throat> so many kids in the gyms these days. You know, it's starting to grow into a great sport. So, uh, you know. Well, I guess like um, probably now from when you started, like it's not that long ago. Yeah. But like um, it's it's yeah, there seems to be a lot more push for kids getting into like yeah. um boxing and yeah, more and things like that. Yeah, it's yeah. the best way. Mm-hmm. And like um, I guess like you know they're probably looking up someone like you as well, like you know just coming through the ranks that one, and like you know inspires them to train yeah. pretty hard also. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because I'll go into a gym and you see the kids there like excited to see me. Or like you know, like oh no, that's joy, that's crazy. Well, I'm like, it it spins me out because man, I'm just a kid from the Central Coast. You know, I was born in Westmead and I moved to the Central Coast when I was a young kid and was just training. That's all I knew how to do. So mm. it's it's just weird how they put me on that pedestal to like oh you know, like trainers are like see do that and you'd be like joy. Like, it just spins me out, eh? Because like <laughs> man, I, I I don't put myself up there at all. I'm just. A kid doing their thing, you know. So mm-hmm. and anyone can, not anyone can do it because it's not for everyone. But hard work and you can do it. So yeah, I, I, it's like you know, like they see you up there, but like they they don't probably recognize like you know how many hard rounds and yeah. like you know all the, like the runs and the, the strength and conditioning yeah. and that. And then also the days that just just plain suck. You yeah, know, after that one and just like definitely. keep pushing through, like you said. Yeah. When you were coming up, though, who were the people that you looked up to, though? Like, you know, it might be boxers, but it might be anyone in general that inspired you to keep, yeah, keep your uh, spirit strong. Um, yeah, I was, I was really very uh, family orientated, so I was just always around family. Uh, yeah, my cousins and stuff were just always mucking around, and I was always training. And, like, just being so young, like, I, I was always training with men, sparring with men, like mm. even when I was like 14 and stuff, I was sparring with adults, and like 16 years old, I made the Olympic team, so I was, like my idols were like my competition pretty much, you know, mm. like I, I looked up to fighters and then in like 12, six months, I was sparring with them and, you know, stuff like that, so yeah, man, I, I think it's just setting your own sort of goals and, you know, always accomplishing and just moving forward and forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like, before, like, you went to the Olympics from there, <clears throat> have you ever fought outside the country? Um, yeah, I fought at the Junior World Championships, which was my first ever 
international tournament um, 2011 over in Kazakhstan so that was a massive you know um, that was my first ever international tournament uh, junior world championships and I ended up winning that eh? it was, mm. uh, I was probably most likely not to win it in the whole tournament <laughs> and I pulled it off no, no one knew who I was not even the Australian coaches yeah. they didn't know where I was from mm-hmm. and yeah I went over there and absolutely killed it over there eh? I won every fight convincingly and it was it was just a big eye opener for me, just to, you know, a kid from the coast, just uh, the world, like on a world stage, and just mm-hmm. showing how, you know, a kid from the coast can take on the world. Yeah. It was just a good feeling. Oh, definitely from there. Like, how, how many fights are usually in those kind of tournaments when you, or when you do? Uh, I had four fights over mm. there, so. It's yeah, decent, right? Four, and I had a hard draw too, I had a big draw. My first fight was actually against a European champion who was like most likely to win it, so. Mm-hmm. And I, I beat him. I had him on nil going into the last round. He scored one point on the last round, yeah. so I beat him like nine-one. So, and after that, man, it was the biggest confidence boost. And, yeah, as well, yeah, just like he's known to be able to hang from yeah. there. But like you said, just from like it can even happen to a guy, just a small like you know from a small town exactly. gym in the central coast, yeah. man. You know, just gotta give a boy an opportunity. Exactly, man. <laughs> so. <clears throat> So, like, now that you're in the pro ranks and going from there, do you have, like, um, like, like especially for, like, do you have a different kind of coaches, like, your dad trains you? Yeah. Yep, from there. And do you have, like, people that do nutrition or strength conditioning, or you just take care of that yourself? Um, yeah, I've got a guy from uh, Impact Centre Lane who does my strength conditioning, and then i got, a, like, a fitness that we do, you know, all these uh, circuit sort of trainings that just completely smash out. Mm. Shane Selby, like... You know, we, we've got a mad little team up in, and like we got all the protein and stuff from Muscle Bros. So, mm. you know, we've got a mad little team up in the Central Coast, and you know, they all we're all working towards one goal, which is a awesome thing. And yeah, but my dad's my head coach, and um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they were always like you, you said, like yeah, you come from lineage of boxers from yeah. that one. Yeah. Like um, <clears throat> how, how how long did your dad fight for? Um, he was the same. He he he. he uh, had a big amateur career and then he t- he only had a little uh, pro career because of uh, he had a few injuries with his back and his leg and stuff so he had a few pro fights but <clears throat> yeah man he, he was just boxing as a little kid as well and so my granddad was a um, big professional boxer that come out of New Zealand as a pro so yeah it was just a family trade that's yeah, it <laughs> just born into you yeah. <laughs> so so like yeah, so you got your title fight coming up from there, big one. Um, so your opponent Bilal Lagani, <laughs> maybe I'm I'm pretty yeah. bad with like that, but from Belgium. Yeah. No, so the hometown boy from there. So you've been watching a fair bit of him. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah man, uh, he's got a high work rate, and I know he's just gonna drag the fight out for the twelve rounds and try and go to the point cards because you know he's not gonna knock me out. And I, I believe I can if I catch him, I'll, I'll knock him out. But you know my main my main goal is to get fit and. We, we want to prove to everyone that you know we can go 12 rounds because they think I oh, can't go 12 rounds with mm-hmm. him. So, um, yeah, man, we're in here sparring with Damien, man. His work rate's insane. Then we've got a few more amateur boys that we spar with. So, you know, the, just rotating with these guys is going to keep my work rate high and you know, ready for these high 12 rounds. Ahead. Yeah, man. This would be awesome from there. <clears throat> um, in terms of, like, do you ever do much, like, um, check on your opponents? Like, you know, do you change game plans to each fight? Or? Um, yeah, we, I have a little look, man. I'll, I'll watch a bit here and there, but see, my dad does all that sort of stuff. He, he'll, uh, my trainer, he just sits there, analyses, and 
he'll come to the gym and then we work on what he says to work on and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, he's a boxer, he's a brawler, he's on the front foot, back foot, stuff like that. He, he'll come to the gym and we'll just work on it, work on it. Mm. You know, as, as me, I, tr I do a little bit every now and then, you know, but I, I try not to do too much because, you know, I start to overthink it and then I can't sleep and then I just want to freaking go straight <laughs> yeah. to the gym, you know. It gets me too revved up, but... You know, I'll feel good, man. So it's good. What 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 me and my old man and my uh, my trainer, we, what we do, it works. So, mm. you know. hey, the record speaks for itself, yeah. doesn't it? Like it, it's funny. Like you know, I saw you, your fight against Kurt. Then I saw a couple other fights. Like you know, well, I guess Kurt was his orthodox, and then fight like Southpaw. So the versatility of that, like, you know, being able to use your jab pretty freely yeah. when you when you have to against another Southpaw, and then when you fight like in an orthodox, you know, you go into that kind of yeah, that little bit more Southpaw minded than that uh, mind frame. <clears throat> um, did you always found it was kind of easy to be adaptable like that, or like um, like naturally with your footwork and like and changing it up? Um. Yeah, I sort of always just adapted in the ring. It's just, you know, like I said, being around something so long, you sort of pick things up and stuff like that. So <clears throat> that's it. that's sort of my trade. I'm not like a, I don't go out head hunting straight away. I just sort of adapt and find my range and then mm -hmm. yeah, start picking my shots. Mm -hmm. And name it the body shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crack of body shot. <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> Is that always something that you that 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 um, been your best shot? Definitely. Yeah. We, we um. It's funny because me and my old man, especially against Curtis, we knew he'd be soft in the body. Mm. You know, we, we, he'd be opening that body shot and second round we got him with it. But but that was a plan game, uh, game plan. Sorry, mm. we were going, we were, you know, talking about body, 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 mm. body, body. So, you know, it paid off. It worked. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So, looking at this kind of fight, so you think about the top people in the division. So it's like. Alexander Ersk, like he holds all the belts pretty much now, like on the on the top frame. So after this fight, when you win from that one, it's like you know, um, what kind of opportunities do you see opening up? Um, man, there's a lot of freaking bullshit that happens, but before mm. behind the scenes, before locking in a fight. So, man, after this, man, I, in the next twelve months, I want my world title shot. You know, I've worked hard for it, and <clears throat> winning this would just be massive. So. But in saying that, you know, we would get this one out of the way first and then see what happens, so. Yeah, but um, we're definitely moving forward and we're not staying in the same spot. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Do you do much with, like, the management side? Is that your dad or you have your own manager? Oh, I've got a manager, Mickey Francis, man, and, you know, they're hard at work, you know. Oh, they're, they're good people and it's it's just gives me a lot more confidence knowing I've got good people behind me that, you know, are willing to stick their neck out and do the hard yards behind the scenes while I'm doing them in the ring, so. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, definitely, definitely. At the moment, like, you, when you're looking at, like, who's, who's some of the boxers at the moment that you like to watch? Um, man, that GG and uh, Canelo fight. Oof. <laughs> that was a good right, one. Those huh? two, man, are machines. Hey, Canelo's actually one of my favourite fighters. Mm. I thought he won that fight. But, you know, it's, it's crazy how people see fights completely different because, you know, I put up a status and I thought Canelo won and people... You know, and that, that's fine. I don't, like, it's not like I get angry about it or anything, but some people get real angry about it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like, yeah, I, I love watching Canelo. You know, Usyk, I, I watch Usyk a lot, and that's only because he's the top, and I, mm. I want to freaking hopefully one day fight him because to be the best, you got to beat the best, and, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be the best.
Yeah, and so, like um, especially that top ten. So, yeah, yeah, this, this is, it's decent. It's a really good division. Yeah, like really exciting fighters as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that uh, the WB, I like all well, the World Boxing Super Series tournament from that one. Every fight was a cracker. Yeah, and I like I like how what they're Mad doing fights, there. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone's a champion. No one's just there, just kind of play. Yeah, it's like you know they're they're looking out there for the herd. They're looking out there for the entertainment of people as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> is that something that you ever looked at uh, getting oh, into? Definitely, mm. man. Why not? Yeah, get your name out there. I think I got what it takes to freaking win it. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just um, baby steps, man. Like we're, we're moving fast at the moment, but like, man, I'm 23, so the, I've been I've been trying to have some big fights lately, and you know they're saying not yet, not yet, you know. But I don't think they understand, you know. That I'm 23, and I'm I'm getting stronger, faster every year. You know, in 12 months, I'm fucking even more of a machine, you know. Mm. So these guys want to wait to fight me. They're making it harder they're for themselves. They're, they're, they're at their peak and they're trying to hold their peak. Mm. You know, I'm still young and I'm still learning and I'm getting bigger, stronger, faster. Mm. You know what I mean? So, well, the the level they're at is they're, they're trying to maintain their best. Yeah. And I haven't even hit my best yet. So, you know, I, and I still got the best and I still got what it takes to mix it up with them. So, you know, no, definitely. Like it's like it's in time. It'll be more fun. It's like you know, it's, it's basically not in their favor the way. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're still that's what young. I definitely, yeah. man, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> do, so like you know, just seeing where you are at the moment, the cruise weight. Do you see in the future like going up or going down or anything like that? Um, man, I, I can make cruise weight, so I, I don't struggle to make it that bad. Like I, I, it's just myself. If I diet properly, I can make it. Mm-hmm. But um. It's all about money at the end of the day, man. But I want to I win my world title for Cruiserweight, and then we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, nah, time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, cool. So we'll kind of leave, leave it there for me. It's like, hey, man, really appreciate you just having Thank to talk to me from me. that one. Man, like, it, was, it was awesome, man. It was a really good talk. Um, do you want to uh, like let everyone know where they can catch you, like Instagram, or follow you, or like sponsors and that? Yeah, I've got an Instagram page, Team Appetite underscore, and I've got an athlete page on Facebook. Just drive a tire. So if you reach me on that, we'll keep you with the updates on the new fights and sponsorships and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> it's thank a you. big one, and we're going to be looking forward to your title <laughs> fight coming up there, Bella. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you.